Welcome everyone to the Pantheon, and I'm your host, Ray Skunberg, and today I get to review a Razzie-nominated film. I get to pick the 2019 film Rambo, Last Blood. Uh, this is an extraordinarily polarizing film. The last time they used the word blood was since Rambo 2, and that was nearly 20-plus years, actually more than 20 years ago. So, because the last film, Rambo, Rambo, came out uh, 10 years ago. So, uh, in tw actually, two, 2008 or 2009. So, uh, and uh, last, and then that was Rambo 3, and then it's Rambo 2. So, yeah, you're looking at over three decades. It has a runtime of 89 minutes, depending on what version you had. Uh, I say that because in America, in Canada, and I think in the UK, uh, that the theatrical cut did not have a bonus intro where he does a rescue uh, in the wilderness uh, to save a, uh, a couple of campers from drowning. I was lucky to get the version, watch the version that had the full bonus scene. And uh, that scene is probably the best part of the movie, <laughs> unfortunately. Wow, my gosh. Okay, so, um, okay, so going back to Rambo, Last Blood. When I first saw this, okay, let me put it this way. When I go see a film, especially in the theaters, and I have to review a film. It's difficult to review the movie because uh, the movie is unfolding as you're going along, so you really can't stop to make notes or, well, not stop. You can't really stop to process what you're watching. You're, you're watching it as it unfolds, so therefore you are just going forward progressively until you get to the end. And it's only until after the movie is done do you get a chance to process what you saw. Or, or stop and like you really take note of what or take stock of what it is that you just witnessed good or bad or things that didn't have a resolution etc uh, this movie was one of those films where um, I only saw it once in my back of my mind there were little flags that were going off but again you don't have time to really pay attention to what those little flags are uh, I try to make sure that when I do a re review I, I deliberately try to avoid all politics like I know in the past in reviews I've made some references to the political parties because it was just became blatantly obvious in certain certain regards. But uh, this one, like when I went into watching this movie, I did not watch, listen to any reviews, any critics, read any uh, uh, publication or, or even the news or, or any kind of articles that's out there. So I went into this blind. I just I only saw the trailer when it came out, and then I saw the movie. Any film you watch, whether it's True Lies or um, you know, where we had an extremist who was um, a Muslim or Arabic, if you want to call it that. Uh, you know, you have Vietnam, is it, is it people from Vietnam or Vietnamese, people who are the enemy. You have the Russians who are enemy. Depending on the movie you watch, uh, usually the enemy is a particular culture or a country or a, uh, a radical thing. So, the, you know, you make them the villain. Uh, for this movie some you know in most cases if you're looking back on it, it's probably not very it's not the wisest thing it's not it's not the most friendly things i mean uh you, you hurt the feelings of the culture or the, or the, or the country that has it you know um, because you're you're depicting them in a very negative light and and the people could be really good people it's just a point in time they had like a bad history ergo germany germany you think of germany you, you of course you think of hitler and the nazis whatever but germany now is quite lovely i'm sure uh, the people there, it's a part of their history that they can't get rid of, I mean, and, but they acknowledge it and they, 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 they take stock of it. And they're, and they're not, when you, so when you, when you go to war, when you say, who's going to back you as an ally, Germany, you know, you do pause. You, that you say to yourself, do I really want Germany to be on my side? You know, it's not, uh, so I, I, 
I mean, I understand. I understand. Um, you know, Hollywood has a has this thing about being polarizing and picking enemies that maybe not exist anymore. But for the sake of the story, to progress the story, you do it. Uh, in this case, uh, with Rambo: Last Blood, um, it's I did my best not to, when I first watched this not to look at the political uh, red flags. Uh, but this film is I, I had to watch it again. And then, uh, and then after I watched it the second time, I mean, I I could not ignore um, the blatantly blatantly obvious um, signs, plural. And then I said to myself, okay, maybe it's just me. So I started to watch, uh, you know, uh, uh, YouTubers and listen to audio podcasts and went on some periodicals of like the local paper that like, you know like we have like the Toronto Star and stuff like that that did reviews of this film get professional as well as amateur. I wanted to get a well-balanced uh, outside opinion of this movie because I'm thinking, well, maybe it's just me. I, but I'm like, no, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, no, this is really, really like overtly obvious uh, uh, being, the, the you know, the, the right uh, and, and that there's no give. So I should go back and say this. Um, it's directed by Adrian Grunberg. Grunberg's last or only big film was a movie called uh, Get the Gringo. Stars Mel Gibson. Uh, he was a director for Mel Gibson for many of his uh, films over the years, including Apocalypto. The point being said uh, is that maybe you look at the Mel Gibson angle and you're thinking, okay, maybe there's something to all that. But then I said to myself, well, maybe that's kind of a conspiracy thing, and you know, you should let it go and give the give him the benefit of the doubt because Stallone okayed this. I mean, he's producer. He wrote. He but he's been working on the writing of this and finding the right script. At one point, he actually worked, uh, was like fishing the idea around with the original writer of Rambo at one point, probably like a decade ago or, or 15 years ago. And of course, that didn't pan through. And there were, I think they say there's about maybe about 16 to 25 different reiterations of what Rambo would have done that Sly was trying to, um, you know, massage and get to. Uh, with this movie, I understand there were uh, multiple uh, ed edited versions of this. Uh, they cut things out for time, uh, and uh, and of course there's the opening sequence. Now the opening sequence was, I think, the best part of this film, uh, hands down. Uh, he it's like a, he's like a ranger kind of thing or like a reserve. He comes in, he saves one lady. Uh, I'll give this is my spoiler. He'll save well, he saved this girl from a bunch of campers. They go they go camping. You think they're in Oregon, but here's where okay, so here's where I have here's where the logic kind of starts to go off because he is located in uh, Bowie, Arizona. Now, I've been to Phoenix, Arizona, and it's a desert. Um, I've been to Arizona in July which was for vacation, which, by the way, is the stupidest thing I've ever done. If you don't want to go to a place, if it's hot where you are, you don't want to go to a place that's even hotter, you know, like a desert in July. Uh, that was not the best vacation in terms of temperature-wise. And me being a Canadian boy who kind of enjoys the winter, uh, I was not, I was using like Umbrella 60 all the time, you know. I, I was looking very, very pasty white because the level of toxins or skin creams, it was like this thick uh, for me. And it's, uh, where am I going with this? I'm losing track of my thought here. Okay, so <laughs> anyways, uh, oh, Arizona. So Arizona is a desert. Uh, there's they're in this. It looks like he's on horseback and he's going. He he saves these campers uh, who's in the woods of this mountainous uh, terrain, which looks like Oregon, but it's like there's a lot of trees. 
Arizona doesn't have a lot of trees. So it was kind of odd because he horseback rides to Arizona, uh, Bowie, Arizona. Uh, and it's a ranch. And of course, this ranch is, a, is there isn't much vegetation. Um, well, there's a little bit of grass, but I don't know. I just have trouble seeing Arizona being a, a landscape with hills and mountains and uh, uh, rivers. Uh, and just, yeah, I don't see that happening. So in terms of worth, it's a kind of, it's a really strong juxtaposition of, of where that scene is and where he is in the movie. Besides that, um, that's the only critique I'll have about the film that's, uh, I thought about after the fact, you know. Okay, so, oh, and how do I know it's in Bowie, Arizona? Is because of his medication. If you do a screen save, you'll see, um, he takes... Uh, anxiety. Okay. Also, this um, maloxis, uh, this maloxis. I think it's called. I'm not sure what it's pronounced. Sorry, I don't know what it's actually pronounced. But he's taking this uh, anxiety tablets. I don't think it exists. The actual name. I looked it up. I googled it. It's not. And my and I spoke to Evie, who's uh, who's uh, got a, a master's in psychology and, and pharmacology, and this medication. I don't think this is actually an actual product. And I've worked in the company. A pharmaceutical company for a number of years too and uh, my friends who are in it they don't know what I'm talking about so so it's been 10 years since the last Rambo and he's been working uh, on he's been on this ranch uh, he has a he's been living with his, this uh, elderly lady who's the grandmother of uh, this girl this young girl Gabriella uh, they've been uh, living on the ranch uh, I guess for a number of years uh, even before Rambo came back uh, home because uh, she knew his father, and of course his father Reeves uh, Rambo, that's his name. He, we get to learn his name on the tombstone uh, he, until he passed away. So uh, the question is, one of the big things was, um, who is this girl in relation to Rambo? Because they say, well, that she says, and he says, that, uh, that, they're, that Rambo is this girl's uncle. That's not possible. But then again, we wonder, well, the only way that's going to be possible is if Rambo had a sister and the sister married this uh, uh, Mexican guy who, or, uh, and, and he was a bad father and then they separated. Um, they, they never mentioned he, if, he, if he had a sister. They don't even talk about it. So I'm wondering if he's just like someone they just adopted onto the land, like, you know, the, like the grandmother was a worker for the father on the land or a cook, you know. And then that's what happened. But you don't know. They show you photos of, um, of a Latin American man and a young uh, Rambo. And that might be the, the his father. Uh, so therefore, Rambo might be Mexican. or uh, But I, I don't think that is the case. It's just, it's very strange. Because there's nothing, even in the photos that you do see with him, like where they kind of like, you know, use old photos of him. Um, there's no evidence to show if he had a sister. There's no evidence to show the connection between, other than him uh, with, her, with her as a little girl on a horseback and he's next to the, the horse and her. Um, so she grew up with him for at least 10 years when he, since, he, since he's been back uh, from uh, Burma, the last film. But there's, no, there's nothing to tell you like what is the actual connection between the two, which was kind of, I know it's a small point. It's a, it's a, mood point but it, it's something that did one of the red flags that popped in my head it's like how is he how is she how is he her uncle okay so let's get beyond that because i'm running around a circle 
I finally came home. Uncle John! To defend the only family I've ever known. You must really want this girl. All she's got is me. Okay, so Gabriella, the movie, he finds her biological father. They would say he's a bad hombre. Um, is he did not want her, and he made his, he makes it painfully obvious. Yeah, you, know, you would think at one point that maybe he'd be the villain of the movie. It would be, it would, it would actually make more sense that if he became the villain or the true antagonist. But no, he has a very small, and pointless role, other than the fact that it was a misplanned birth, and that was it. Uh, he's already has, a, he has a new family in Mexico where he's where he is. Uh, Gabriella goes to Mexico to find her father behind the back of Rambo and her grandmother. And uh, Rambo goes to find her because they it takes about a day before they figure out she's gone. I'm I'm skipping a lot of stuff here. He's a, a Vietnam vet who comes back from the war and he has PTSD. And the reason why they call it First Blood is because you had a, a power hungry or, or, or overzealous cop who took it upon himself to get he wanted Rambo off his property. Now keeping in mind too, Carter wrote uh, gave amnesty to people who tried to dodge the war. You know because they were. Um, there was some it was an unpopular war and I don't know if that was part of the reason why uh, that movie was made I'm guessing I'm overthinking it but anyways so when he was being assaulted by this cop he, he had flashes of like of his torture back in Vietnam and that triggered like like some serious psychological like waves of emotions on him and then he kind of freaked out fast forward now I think he still suffers like anxiety and he still has PTSD from the war so he's taking these antidepressants or um, uh, or not, saying, these anxiety tablets I'm guess what that's what it is for PTSD uh, because he he goes through he a number of times where he actually uh, flashes back to memories and he starts to lose it um, you know and one of the things that I know vets like to, to find comfort is like they dig a hole in the ground if you've seen Punisher season two this is an example of this to bring everything to comic books season two no season one punishes season one there's a character named Ling Lewis who digs a hole in the ground just so he could feel comfortable in battle you know, try to sleep and try to you know dig a hole just to try to find comfort in it see he's been home for 10 years since the last movie it's been a decade since he's been home since Burma and he's been gone for decades decades he's been he hasn't been home since the Vietnam War so his parents passed away he's back to the, his family's farm uh, and uh, so to, to get some sort of comfort, he's dug he's dug a hole. He's dug about Randall's dug about a four mile trench all around the property. So there's there are tunnels that lead all over the place that he's dug, and uh, there are weapons, guns, arrows in his little trench. Uh, he actually sleeps there, um, you know. And then at the beginning, when you first see him, he's listening to the doors, uh, and the song is five to one, which gets played back at the end, and. Which is fine. Okay, yeah, it's a little it's a little strange, but you know what? It's Rambo, so you let it go. And you think, okay, well, it'll come back to this, and it does. It comes back in a big way for the finale. And then 
so when Gabriella now goes to find her biological father, it, of course, uh, he's he's concerned. He goes to find her, and um, it unfortunately his him coming to uh, Mexico triggers um, some some bad blood because she gets her the friend who who uh, gave her the information betrays her and she gets um, uh, hitched up as a, as a, in a sex trade. So she's getting shot with heroin. Uh, she's being prostituted, and then when he comes in looking for her with a picture of her, and the guys who are who are uh, captured her finds out that she's the one um, he's looking for. They overdose her, and then they kill her off. Uh, slow, well, well, they over, well they overdose her, and they prostitute her even more, which doesn't make much sense if you do that. But that's neither here nor there. So uh, he gets beat up. He walks into a part of Mexico where the everyone is watching him, and then they kind of like I think you have like fifty Mexicans around him, kicking him down, you know, you know, bludgeoning him till he's like all disfigured. And then the guys who are um, who captured uh, Gabriella cut his face. They, I think they branded him with a V on his neck, and, on his face, and they branded her the the V on her face. I think it's a V, uh, you know. And then of course uh, when he comes to four days later, he looking. Uh, very well healed up and carrying a hammer which kind of reminds me of walking tall with a two by four anyways so he grabs her takes out a bunch of guys who are kept in you know in this whorehouse brings her home uh and as as they're driving back home he's saying you know you're the best thing about me you know i didn't know what what, what being good was and how how good you were innocence were until i met you and then she dies giving him making it seem like okay all, all, all the things in life that are good really does die and it gives him carte blanche to do to unload because anything that was good in his life is now gone it's wretched it's a cruel and unjust world and he goes back and he starts to do a killing but but first he buries her back in, in at the farm uh the mother grandmother goes away there's nothing for her uh and a film like pepper where he just kills a bunch of mexicans leaving the last guy the 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 the, the, the head guy for last and uh, the last scene is very much like Mortal Kombat, which kind of makes it funny because Mortal Kombat 11 has Rambo in it. So I'm guessing there was a connection in terms of the video game, knowing the video game will be coming out and executing uh, the Kano fatality uh, in this movie. Uh, so that was like the highlight of this film. Um, so I have to believe there was some sort of video game um, pitch because that to, to make to make Rambo a viable option or to just be or, or even be considered in the game and I think of course Stone has to give his blessings so that was kind of fun to see that uh, for a gamer this to get that finale uh, though though the actual literal interpretation of what he's saying in the movie and it, and it becomes reality it's, it's something else okay so, so um, overall I'm gonna say this movie was it was okay. Giving it the every review, the action was really great at the end. The story was, uh, and uh, the the evolution of Rambo is sort of slightly um, explained or achieved. Uh, there's not much flashbacks, too much into the movie. The part that made me laugh was when he's walking in the tunnel and he's getting those flashbacks, and he's like, he's not there. The man is lost. Like he's he's gone there. He's on his meds. And he starts walking, he sees seeing the lights in the tunnel, and he starts, he's walking in the tunnel, and he's just not there. 
and it's it's not funny, but it is sort of like hilarious in 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 a very dark way that he's just he's losing it a little bit. So he's always on taking these meds, and then at one point, like when he's in Mexico, he just throws the, the meds away and just goes full out. I'm a huge fan of Paz Vega. I'm a fan of hers since the early 2000s, especially for her Spanish-speaking movies. She's a great dramatic actress, a great character actress, and of course, she's one. She's a very beautiful woman. Uh, I I just felt her her use in this movie a complete waste. She plays Carmen, a reporter, and uh, she only has one function, and it's not good. Uh, and the, the problem with this movie, I think, or not, I think the problem with this movie is that it paints. Uh, Mexicans in a very negative light. For the more uh, recent, the more uh, current generation, uh, the connection would be Home Alone because he's at home and he's geared, preparing for war. So looking at Kevin McAllister, if Kevin McAllister was an adult and psychotic, uh, he would be Rambo, an elderly Rambo at this time. And and that's what it is. So basically Rambo was basically an adult Kevin McAllister preparing for war. Uh, that was, in that sense, it's kind of a cool, goofy kind of fun, uh, and that's kind of that's something that was scored. Like if I have to give a positive spin to it, that would be it. That would be the part that I love because, like, it's a stuff. I mean, he didn't do the he, he didn't have a bandana, which is fine, uh, and not and everybody who have, people who have not seen Ram, earlier versions of Rambo won't know what that means, and it's not a big deal. Basically, is a guy. He's a war vet who prepares for war after getting pushed uh, too much or gets uh, beat up by the bad guys. And he comes back stronger. And that's the whole point of Rambo. He's the guy, he he does the A-team thing, which I refer to as the A-team thing. He goes, he he arms up. Uh, if you watch the A-team, uh, that's that's my generation. So, like, the A-team is a series of these uh, ex-military guys, Vietnam vets. Coincidentally, was it Vietnam or Korean War? Vietnam vets. Anyway, so they, at the 40-minute the mark, they'd always, like, get the household items, things that are around them. And weaponize whatever's around around them to get the bad guys or prepare to for war against the bad guys, uh, and that's what he does in this film. For the more contemporary audiences, uh, because he's in at his at home on his family farm, he it's home alone. He weaponized the things around him to do crazy stuff. Um, so with this movie, uh, yeah, so you have Rambo, a, a grown-up version of um, Kevin McAllister who's now completely psychotic, he's off his meds, uh, going to kill a bunch of Mexicans. Now, the, now the, I guess the fact that it's Mexicans is... The fact that it's a bunch of Mexicans, it doesn't really necessarily mean it is a anti-Mexican uh, story. And he leaves the, the, the bad guy for last, and he goes after him Mortal Kombat style. He goes after him. He does a fatality, fatality right out of Kano in the first Mortal Kombat, which is sort of funny because in that same year, or he got the rights to do MK11, this the bonus expansion pack of Rambo, came out. So I'm guessing there was some sort of like connection, and the reason why they did that is has something to do with the MK game coming out, and that's why they picked that particular ending uh, for the bad guy. Uh, and if you look at it, if you look at it as just that. It's fine. It's actually okay to watch it for the final fight scenes, um, you know, because they play the the these Mexicans as being the villains, which is fine. Um, you know, yeah, if you're if you are Latin American, it puts a funny, it puts a bad taste in your mouth, obviously, and I agree with that. And there's and there's nothing right about doing that, but I guess in Hollywood you have to pick a group that's 
the bad guy. It's not. That's just the way they've done it over the years. That's their. That's been their um, model, and uh, it should change, especially in this time, especially in this day of age, where um, we're being very much aware of everyone's feelings, and, and whether it's woke or, or whatever. I mean, you know, we're we're being more aware of the consequences of of being that way. So I guess it's a good thing to be more alert of of how it's how people are being portrayed and being more sensitive to the needs of others you know how it can affect the children you know it's just just having a like since 9 11 i mean being more alert of the collateral damage like just being more alert and being irresponsible and, and making fun or light of harming of others so it's not a gr- it's not a good movie uh it's it's a really bad movie in the sense that it's not it's stereotypical uh in a negative in a very strong way it's it's harmful uh it can influence um it yeah you can be used to 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 be influenced and i think that was that might have been an intention i hope it wasn't an an intended way to do that so um i just look at i wanted to look at it as for just fun just fun violent action sequence and just you get that at the end it's really short uh if you cut out even if you even with the credits and the beginning at the end, it's still that's still eighty nine. That's eighty nine minutes. So the actual movie is probably like sixty five to sixty eight minutes long. You know, if you cut out the commercials, uh, cut cut out the um, the credits. So it's a very short movie. Uh, it goes really fast. Uh, my only regret was I wish Paz Vega had more of a role in it. She's a great actress and she's underutilized. Um, the girl who plays Gabriella is very. It's a very interesting girl. She plays. She kind of reminds me of, of a young, well, as a slightly Ariana Grande type of character, uh, naive and beautiful and innocent, but then, but she's not. But, you know, yeah, I, 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 yeah, this is not, this is not a great film. I wish it was a better film. Uh, I'm sure there were, I think there were, say, 25 versions over the years that he's, pat, that, that Stallone has been, like, massaging. Of course, the, the original writer who wrote the original uh, first book came out on social media and totally blasted this movie for being too right um right winged and he's absolutely right now whether he did it for political gain reasons i mean that's something else but like yeah it there there there's something to be said about this film as being um too specifically control like specifically uh uh marginalizing uh a culture and a, a, a thought process and especially during a political 2019 where it is a politically charged time uh it's not it wasn't a very good idea so uh yeah so the fact that it got a razzie uh it's that's the least of its problems but like yeah it, uh, i think stallone i think the world of stallone i think he's a i think he's done a tremendous amount of work body of work uh, uh copland's one of my favorite uh, dramatic pieces of his um you know and uh, this this one was, I this one was a little on this was a little bit uh, questionable and it just in, in in ways that I didn't want to to feel uh, and know that it would be a part of. So it's not a recommend to watch. Um, it's you know, I'm uh, yeah. I just wish it was better. I wish it was no. You know what? The action was great. But it's just you know like even that whole song from the from the Doors five to one which is really cool. It, it, there are things in it that that you know they they do callbacks to because he like I mean a Vietnam vet 
wouldn't know Puff Daddy. I mean, he would only know uh, the time, music of that time. That's why you saw a picture of Hendrix and you know the Doors. Uh, he would have, in the opening sequence. You hear the song again. He listens to it to, before he goes to bed to try and calm him down. So uh, it, there's stuff in it that makes sense. Um, I wanted, I would love to start watching interviews with Adam Green, uh, Adrian Greenberg, to get his thoughts in making this movie and what he was trying to do, what his influences was, who was in his ear, uh, you know, like what what got them here and then the writers like what was it that made these like because I, I know there was various incarnations of this movie and there was various takes of this movie so there's, there's they're different and they do cut they, they cut it down to the time they wanted a, a, a really tight uh, short movie they get a lot of airtime or uh, repeated times in theaters per day which is why it was 89 which, which is why it was 89 minutes but I really like to see um, a better version of this because I know there is it's, that it's just that we will never see it. And the proof is, is in the opening sequence that was never re-aired in Canada, the U.S., or the U.K. And luckily, I was able to see it and thought that was tremendous. It gives you a lot of backstory of the character and, and more emotional uh, gravitas to the character. And for those who've seen it in the theaters, you were denied a great opening sequence, which didn't go anywhere. With that, I'm going on. I'm Ray. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.